there's no such thing as being intimidating. That's your issue. Welcome to The Messy Empire with Karen Prawl, where we prove to you that success is all about embracing the chaos and charging into the unknown. Hey there, AJ Guzman, editor for The Messy Empire. Today's conversation starts with a little anecdote of a colleague of ours who had told me that she used to be intimidated of Karen Prawl. Now, when I let Karen know, this completely took her back, and we dove down a massive rabbit hole of intimidation. Now, if you've ever been someone who's been intimidated by other people, any other people, this is definitely going to be an eye-opening episode for you. I know this helped me um, helped me confront some of those feelings myself, but on the exact flip side of that, if you've ever thought to yourself that you want to be more intimidating like I have, because you thought maybe it would help with your confidence or it would help people think you were more capable in your job, this is also going to be a huge eye-opener for you. We completely debunk that myth and we dive into some of the motivations for both being intimidated and wanting to be intimidating uh, and how those aren't really productive feelings on either end of the spectrum. Now, real quick, before we dive in, I just want to apologize we did try a new audio setup this week, and so my microphone is going to be very, very weird. Um, you're going to get a little bit of haziness and a little bit of uh, static on that side, as well as my voice fading in and out. I'm sincerely sorry for that. Learned my lesson, and we won't be making that mistake again. But um, if you can listen past that, which I think you should be able to, uh, this is mostly Karen anyway, so you won't hear too much of me, um, you're going to have a great time, and this is going to be a phenomenal episode. I've been told that I'm intimidating, but I always thought it was because I'm so tall. <laughs> no, I think physically I'm intimidating. You thought it was just because of your height? Yeah. Well, I'm 5'10", I'm not small, I'm a Midwestern girl, and I have always been like a big girl, I mean my whole life. And I was always in the back of the classroom, and so when people would say I'm intimidating, it, I thought to myself it's either, it's because I come in like a tornado and come in like a tornado and because I'm 5'10 like I joke all the time that I'm the Khloe Kardashian of my family or my friends or my office or wherever like yesterday in Lexington Kentucky because everybody was like 5'4 and mm -hmm. little and then I'm in the picture like I am a green giant and so I always figure I'm intimidating because I physically was intimidating so no I've never I've always come in with low intimate I'm intimidated of everybody else mentally so, yeah, that's absolutely not it. That's not the reason you were intimidating. I promise you that. Do I find in intimidation as a strength or a weakness? I, I think of it as neutral. It can be a strength to give me uh, the ability to have conversations with people that I wouldn't have that might find, oh, she looks like she knows what she's talking about or she looks like she might have an authority or confidence and a weakness is that I probably don't get in conversation with people that I should because they're intimidated by me. Ooh. And I could miss out on relationships or people that I would find a lot of value in. And so it's almost like I am being cheated or cheated because people are making up a story about me. That was a lot deeper of an answer than I was expecting. Really? That was really good. 
Um, yeah, because it makes perfect sense. I, I thought you were going to be like, oh, it's great to be intimidating. People take you seriously. You can do whatever you want in these meetings. I show up on recruiting appointments. <laughs> and I can just slap them around and make them join KW. Um, but, but no, that makes sense. Like, Because if you're too intimidating, there's a little bit of distance there. A lot of distance. And that's why whenever someone asks me for help or for a meeting or whatever, no matter who they are, I say yes. Mm. Because if you're going to raise your hand like to say, I need help or I want this. I had someone come today and meet with me today. She asked me two days ago. I realized that I'm not surrounding myself with the right five people because of this podcast. Oh, wow. That's awesome. This podcast, she was listening and she decided that. Yeah. And I'm like, of course I'll say yes. You're very important to me. That's amazing. Yeah. That's also like huge courage on her part to just. Well, why is that huge courage? Is it, why, is it because I'm intimidating? Because she's an amazing person. Yeah, I guess that's kind of what it, Did you guys have a close relationship ahead of time? No, but I've always been fond of her, and we have a good relationship. Okay. Professional. Yeah, I. it's just... That's the one resource that you can't renew. It's tough to ask people for their time. Why? You can't make more of someone's time. It's just like... That's like that's when intimidation shows up, when you need someone's time. That's how like I can tell like if I'm intimidated by someone, how willing I am to waste their time. Because if I'm not intimidated by you at all, we'll, we will just, like, shoot the crap and talk about, like, literally nothing. But if I am intimidated, like, it's straight to the point and I'll let you get on with your day. Okay. I actually do that, too. I go right to the meat. This is all you want to hear. I don't want to waste your time. I do that, too. Yeah. Like, that, that's – I guess that's a good gut check. Like, if you're not sure if you're intimidated by someone, how do you structure your conversation? Right. I think I'm a little intimidated by my husband. <laughs> All right, why is that? Because I don't want to waste his time. Do you think you're actually intimidated, or do you think this is just a bad rule, maybe? <laughs> I don't know, but I, I feel like like we talk, we this, we this, da-da-da, and we, and we, I don't want to, I, because we're both busy, and so maybe it's about, maybe I'm projecting, too, mm. what I want. So I think <laughs> hey, intimidation is very different than what you think. Your definition, and I know you study human behavior, my intimidation rule in my head is I'm intimidated by people that I think have something that I am lacking. Ooh. That's how I've always seen it. All right. Put, put... I'm intimidated by really um, academically smart people. Really? Yes. And I have a lot of friends who are academically brilliant. Yeah, that makes sense. And I'm very intimidated by them because I've never succeeded academically. So when I find something that I'm... I'm lacking. I feel like I'm lacking in myself and I see it in other people. That's what I'm intimidated. That's great. When does that show up at, in your career? When I am talking to agents who have done more business or volume or do it better than me, which is most people. <laughs> Gosh, that's a real one. No, yeah. as someone, as someone who's constantly surrounded by people that have just done doing sales transactions in volume that I can only dream of. Yeah, that's like a terrifying feeling. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, yeah, for me that shows up immediately, like where I feel like not even worth this person's time. Like just spit out your sentence and get out of this person's way. Yeah, like I never understood the phrase until recently of everybody puts their pants on the same way. Mm -hmm. It's so true. Like I have been with this company 17 years and in the past two years my recognition has blown up across the country. Good, bad, or indifferent. I worked my ass off for it. Mm -hmm. 
and it's only going to be a limited time. But I laugh to myself every day when I leave to go to work and I look at my cats and I said, I'm going to work my ass off today so you two can stay living here <laughs> in the lifestyle you're accustomed to after I've just cleaned up your litter box and cleaned up your poop and your pee and I've made sure you've had a good meal. So off to work I go. Everybody hear that? Karen Prawl cleans out her cat's litter boxes just like you. <laughs> well, that's but that sounds, see now that sounds so ridiculous. Like, of course I do. Right. But for some people, like, you need to hear that. Sometimes you need to hear that about people. Yeah, and I think that's ridiculous that anybody would ever think that of me. So here, I'm, that's what's ridiculous about the whole thing. Here, I'm gonna go off on like quite a tangent on this mm -hmm. because I think like um, I I think you're a hundred percent right that intimidation isn't necessarily a strength, but I also think like as a society, that's something we've been finding out little by little over time, and that's why we have like pretty popular speakers now like Brene Brown, who can teach leaders how to be a little bit more vulnerable because that that breaks down that intimidation and that opens up something that you were saying was a weakness of intimidation is that it makes it easier for people to connect to you and that's the way you make real progress in your business regardless of what it might be I like if I were an agent I wouldn't want sellers to be intimidated of me because then we can't have a real conversation at the kitchen table and I don't want to be intimidated of my sellers either as an agent yeah yeah exactly exactly so that that's huge like that is a huge thing to think about because I think if you're coming from a scarcity mindset you kind of do want to be intimidating like it's it's a nice little shield to well, be it's, a, or it's a layer of protection so is that effective are people in relationship are they afraid can they be themselves no I don't think they can and I've had leaders in my world that have been like that and and it's and it's rough so the thing that I think uh, that I've seen like when I've worked personally with people that enjoy being intimidating they never get the truth you'll never get the truth if you're intimidating to someone you always get some version of the truth that sounds a little bit nicer and hopefully you know they'll you, how do i how do i word this best like if i have bad news to bring to you and you're intimidating to me i just won't bring you the bad news amen aj i couldn't agree with you more and i said in a leadership meeting yesterday Trust me, team leaders, you are the last to know. Mm. And so I don't ever want to be that person. We were afraid to tell you. We were afraid to tell you. Yeah, man, man, could you imagine? Well, I don't know, because do I know? As a leader of my organization, do I really know if people are being 100% honest with me? So here, I'll, I'll, I'll bring one up. I had an experience last week where you know, right or wrong, I made a split second decision to kind of be a little blunt with an agent and ask them to step out of a class I was training. And that- Wow, I'm proud of you. That almost immediately backfired, right? Why? Because then this agent was like, okay, while I was asking them to leave, they said, you know, I've been thinking about leaving this company anyway. Okay. And I'm going to talk to other offices. I could have just been like super scared of telling you about it, but instead of like, I was able to bring it up. I was comfortable that like, hey, this is a mistake I made. And I was able to bring it up to you. All right, here's something that I, I had done. Yeah, here's what happened. That's all. That's it. Um, yeah, but I was I was able to bring that up right away. And for the most part, we were all on the same page. And if there was any remedy that could have taken place, we would have been able to act quickly. Instead of you finding out once this person leaves the brokerage and me coming to you and saying, I didn't want to be the one to tell you. But what would happen if you did it? 
and then I found out. I think it would be so much worse. <laughs> totally. Yeah, but if I'm intimidated by you, like, I would just try to hope hope my name doesn't come up in the exit interview. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm thinking about an agent, and I I think that's why they don't prospect. I'm not sure I see this. I think agents create a story every day of why people don't want to hear from them. And it could be intimidation. Like, I'm intimidated by doctors and lawyers, naturally. Oh, that's fair. Are you? Yeah. Why are you? I think I'm intimidated by, like, <laughs> like pretty much most professional people. Just I just assume they're so much smarter than me. Well, I, I, that's me. I said I struggled academically in school, and the fact that they went to school for that many years and passed every year and then continued to go do more and more and more, and I'm like, my goodness, that's intimidating. Like You're way smarter than me. They're, they may not be. They just may be better working in their strength of reading the law and or understanding medicine or learning the science behind it. Mm-hmm. But it all goes back to our programming. Like my mother always said she was terrible at math. So the story I told myself was what? That you were terrible at math. I was terrible at math. So everybody that excelled in math, I was intimidated by. Huh. That makes perfect sense. I, I see I see what you're saying. So then you think that shows up for agents where they don't want to prospect because they don't know if they're going to get, you know, maybe it's the doctor or the lawyer on the phone and they're just going to be completely taken aback yeah like i pay my cpa a good amount of money i have several businesses right mm. i am so intimidated by my cpa i'm like wait a second if i put this logically <laughs> like i'm paying you that's kind of funny for actually. a service <laughs> yeah like you're actually working in service for me that's pretty funny so why would i be intimidated so let's talk about that for a second actually what do you think it means to be intimidated? Like, what is... Because I don't want it to, like, come off as just, like, oh, you're a little scared. Like, that's not necessarily the same thing. Oh, maybe I'm way off. See, this is where I make up a whole story about what something might be. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I just want to make it, like, relatable for... A yeah. People. What is intimidated? What is the definition of it? Well, all right, well, let's say, like, I'm cold calling. Am I allowed to Google it? Yeah, go for it. Can I get on my phone? Yeah. Let's say I'm, like, cold calling people. What's the difference between just kind of being a little scared of cold calling and being intimidated by particular people <laughs> what's the what what's the difference between me cold calling and just being scared to get on the phone or me being genuinely intimidated by the person on the other end okay so i'm looking up the definition of intimidate mm -hmm. to make timid or fearful so what this is telling me it's it's an offense and I have always taken it as a defense. What do you mean? Well, it says that intimidate is a verb. Mm -hmm. To make timid or fe fearful, that means that's my behavior. I'm intimidating them. How I choose to respond to other people, that's on me. That's not an intimidation. Hmm. Huh. Intimidation is a noun look this up now aj like do you know what i'm saying yeah no so I, can I totally you ever do. really be intimidated by anybody i mean you can be though right like uh, are we out of something really smart here <laughs> or are we really stupid i don't know maybe both because yeah because if somebody intimidates me if somebody makes me feel really small 
are really timid. Why, they didn't, did they make you feel small? Okay, I'm gonna tell you a story. I was managing a restaurant. Okay. And it was a long time ago. And it was a conversation over tipping out the bartenders. She was trying to renegotiate her deal. Okay. And it all actually the, came from the, the server. The, the server about tipping out the bussers and bartenders. Okay. So she's trying to renegotiate only because she got in a great tip that day, like several hundred dollar tip. And I said, no, fair is fair. It's this is a standard 10%, blah, blah, you know, and just went on with the conversation. And at the end, she said, you made me cry. And I said, I didn't make you cry. You chose to cry. Okay. Uh, here, we, we can talk about that. This is a real double-edged sword of an avenue we're heading down. Uh-huh. So, all right. So, if we want the science terms, the stimuli is what happens to you. You're not in control of what happens to you. However, your taxes, your response to the stimuli, is completely within your control. Yes. So, someone can be incredibly mean to you, and that's the stimuli. You have no control over that part of the world. However, if that makes you afraid, that's your taxes. That's what you do have control of. So you can't say someone made you afraid Someone just tried to scare you. You chose to be afraid. That's how I feel about intimidation. So the stimuli is the person has confidence, knowledgeable on a subject matter, good in social circumstances, speaks well, good verbal skills. How I choose to decide whether or not they're intimidating is on me. That's what I'm saying is when someone says you can be really intimidating, that's not fair. That's what I've been trying. Like, it's offense versus defense. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, top, top producing agents aren't intimidating. They're just top producing agents. That's yes. who they're being. I'm choosing to be intimidated. Yes, that's exactly it. That's crazy. That is a crazy thought. That's pretty big, though. I think you just cracked the code. Well, I was saying either <laughs> we're going to sound really smart or really ridiculous. I think we sound really smart. You did it. Yes. But I, I think about it all the time. Mm -hmm. Amy Kite, our number one agent, is Amy Kite. Amy Kite is a huge, huge producer. She is. And she has uh, a big business and she's well known and she's on the radio and TV and there's she's everywhere, right? And she's just doing that. The and I am not intimidated by her at all. Hmm. But the thought of Amy Kite is intimidating. But the person Amy Kite is awesome. That's pretty big. So let's go back. Mm -hmm. Let's go back to where? Offense and de the stimuli versus what is your other word? Stimuli in Texas. I think that people get called intimidated. Intimidating mm -hmm. can be really unfair. I can't help that I'm 5'10". I can't help my physical shape because that is my choice, right? I can't, I am not going to apologize for knowing how to speak in public. I grew up in a family who was very social. So just because 
one might have a skill, like why we talk about um, our leader who was very intimidated by me and is now getting over it. I wonder what about me is intim was intimidating to her. Do you know? No, I don't know what it is, but I'm stuck on this because, yeah, I think you're 100% right. In Say that again. Karen, you are 100% right. Yes, AJ is so smart. Only, I mean, I always found him so smart, so the fact that he just said that filled my bucket a little bit today. <laughs> but no, like, this makes it pretty big because now it's, man, this is like everything full circle. Like, you can't be afraid of someone. You can't be intimidated by someone unless you choose to be. Right. They're not intimidating. Like, someone can't be intimidating unless... I, man, uh, that dumb. But you know what's so funny is I still tell myself the story. I was at a car rental counter because my car was in the shop. Mm -hmm. And the gentleman sitting behind the counter, I'm like, I wonder if he'll be nice to me. Like, I, make, I made up that whole story sitting in the Hertz lobby. Would you ever think that of me? No. Not, right. Not once. And I still do it, too. We all do it. It's human nature, I think. But I'm, I'm looking on Wiki, Wiki right now, mm -hmm. and it's... And there's an article on how to be intimidating. But you can't. Well, it's like, stand up straight. Fill the space in the room. Place your hands on your hips. I do that a lot because I always favor one side because of my back. Stand in people's way. Like, I don't think you can, <laughs> I don't think you can become intimidating. Uh, cross your arms, scowl. Well, I get Botox, so that's very hard to scowl. I scowl a lot, and I cross my arms a lot, but I don't think I'm intimidating to anyone. Point fingers, build muscles, don't fidget. Look well-groomed. But I do, I do think there's something to that. Maintain a neutral facial expression. Make eye contact. Oh, I think that's a big one. I was hired at a fine dining restaurant, as a senior in high school mm -hmm. uh, because I looked him in the eye and I was the youngest server ever at this steakhouse because I looked him in the eye. Really? Yeah. Huh. I think that can be intimidating to people. Can I tell you a story where I was totally intimidated? And this is why I talk about hospitality in a real estate office yeah. and how important it is because it is scary to walk into a real estate office for the first day. As a... Um... A new agent. Oh, I'm a new agent. I joined a new brokerage. It is intimidating. And I always remember that way. First day of school. I still have nightmares about my first day of school. <laughs> really? Yes, I still have them. So we all have these ridiculous stories in our head. I was a new realtor in Columbus, Ohio in 2002, mm -hmm. three. And the woman who introduced me to, to KW said, why don't you come with me to this women council realtor event? And I'm like, okay, I'll go. Because I loved her. I wanted to be her. I still do. She's amazing. And I went. And she was very social and knew everybody. So what did she do? She introduced you, right? Well, yeah. But she went off in all her relationships. Ooh. She's been around. So do you know what I did? No. I went in the bathroom and sat in there for an hour and a half. Really? And then I left. When was this? 2003. That is not at all the Karen Prawl I've ever met. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. So you just kind of like, maybe that's what like he's doing when he looks down. Or like maybe that's like what you do when you look down. You're like, you're, you're kind of retreating. But like, don't you think it's your own story? Because I didn't, I didn't feel valid to be around those people. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. Because they were all established realtors. Okay, Sex in the City. Did you ever watch any of the movies that I asked you to? Have you watched any <laughs> no. of them? All right. I haven't. I'm sorry. All right. Don't apologize. Well, movies are my thing, so like it's one of those things. Oh, I'm where, I'm pissed. Yeah, like it's like I've I've seen enough movies since. Yeah, that. I mean, I Working Girl, like you you got. Yeah. I mean, just Secret of My Success, Michael J. Fox. Like, come on. So, Sex in the City. Okay. The movie or the show? Um, it was the last episode of the series. Okay. And I have watched most women between twenty and. 50 have watched every episode four times. Okay, so the last episode of Sex and the City in this series, Carrie Bradshaw is dating Alexander Petrovsky. And she was struggling because she moved around the world for this man. And he was doing this big art installation at a very famous museum in, in Paris. And he walked in for his preview with the owners or the capital investors or some very important people. And she was giving up going to a dinner with some fans from her new book to go be with him because he was having an anxiety attack. And she said, fine, as long as you, you stick with me. And he said, I won't let go. And so they walked in at the art installation and all the people were at the back of the room looking at his, his art. And they were giving him these rounds of applauses and as he was going to accept the limelight, he let go of her hand. And then she was left by herself. Very dramatic me story telling you about my women's cancer realtor event in 2002 or three that I went and sat in the bathroom. And it wasn't actually Cindy had nothing. She didn't do anything wrong. Cindy was really being gracious by inviting me. Mm -hmm. Right. But that was the story I told myself that I wasn't allowed around to be with those people. Well, Carrie felt really abandoned by him, but that was actually her own issue. She just wasn't with the right person. But it, it, all it did is it, all it did is confirmed a story she was already telling herself. Mm. So people seek out stories to validate how they're feeling. Yeah, totally. Every day. We do it every day. So I'd love to come up with some examples because we did not talk about this. Mm. Oh, if I could give you all the excuses, like I, I taught... Uh, at this class in Kentucky this week. And I said to leadership, I don't want to hear any excuse that all of you have because I've already said them all. <laughs> I've used them all and I've heard it all. And so I will not allow for any more excuses. Right. But realtors like, Oh, open houses don't work. Oh, that doesn't work. Oh. We don't do that here. That doesn't work here. Not in my market. No, my clients wouldn't like that every single day. And they'll go so much. In fact, that then they tell an example of why it wouldn't work. Really? So then I go, well, could it work? Right? So my coach taught me to get rid of always and never in a conversation. And so she really had to reprogram me of, well, could there be, might there be one person that will take your call? And it gets people because I would see things very black or white and I still do. And I think most humans do, mm -hmm. but there could be some gray. Could there be, hmm. does it have to be a no it doesn't ever happen in my market or could it happen in my market? Yeah. So are there agents out there that listen mm -hmm. to people that are no longer, maybe they're not relevant in the business any longer? So for me, if I were trying to be intimidating, I would try to look smart. I would try to look what is wealthy. Look smart? I got these glasses that protect. I do. I like them. Yeah. They, they, they technically protect my eyes from screens because I spend a lot of time on screens, mm -hmm. but they also make me look smart. So like if I'm trying to be intimidating, 
I'll put on the glasses. Isn't it funny? Everybody has fake glasses. It, I didn't know more people did that. I thought. It was Are you just joking? Me. Yeah. Oh my gosh! The amount of people whose glasses don't really have a prescription it's just fashion i'm gonna host like uh we're gonna host a mastermind like a fake glasses mastermind and bring everybody in okay we're gonna bond that's what i would do though i would try to look smarter or else i would try to look wealthier which i've never done i don't even know how i would go about doing that but um if i were trying to be intimidating i would do the things that are intimidating to me (gasps) circling right back to the beginning i'm intimidated by people that have something that i don't so if you were trying to be intimidating, would you try to show that you have something that... I try to act really smart. Like you like you have some type of knowledge that someone else doesn't. Yeah. All right. So now let's pick this apart even further. Oh, shoot. If you notice that somebody does something and you can tell that they're kind of trying to be intimidating, you can kind of get to the bottom of how to intimidate that person. <gasps> you could turn it around and use it. Yeah. So like if I notice someone trying to talk smart when they want to be intimidating... Uh-huh. I could just use that over them and try to talk a little bit smarter than them. So when we talked about, about is being intimidating a good or bad thing, I, um, I will welcome it if it gets me, um, I'm not afraid to run a meeting. Okay. Not afraid to lead a group. No. Not afraid to talk to people. Right. Uh, still don't like to go to events by myself. Lori Ballin and I talk about this all the time. You wouldn't go to an event by yourself? No. I made my sister go with me to a women's council of realtor. (laughs) Talk about fast forward 17 years in programming. I didn't want to go by myself. What if nobody wanted to talk to me? I'd be lonely. I'd be lonely. Huh. I wouldn't have guessed that about you. I think that's a lot of people, though, that Beyonce, right? Who does she have? Sasha Fierce. Wait, the alter ego thing? Yeah, she's shy. Do you have an alter ego yeah. Who's your alter ego? I don't know. I mean, my bitchy self is Monica. Everybody knows. What do you mean everybody knows? In the I office. I didn't know this. Oh, you didn't know Monica? I didn't know there was a Monica. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I have two. Everybody needs two. Two alter egos? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm excited. What we're going to come little, up with here. So this is everybody's homework. Why would you be terrified? You got to find an alter ego? Oh, gosh. Everybody in our leadership team has one. From the, it's been a while, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make this fun again. Okay. We're gonna make KW leadership team fun again. Everybody has to have an alter ego. Yeah, so I have two. Monica is my bitchy one. Okay, here's where I came up with this. When I was cold calling, okay, I felt like people didn't want to hear from me, so I became someone else. My name is Sarah. Hi, this is Sarah calling from Karen Schmidt's office. <laughs> I'm just calling to check in with you. Da 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 da. Okay. Have you not ever thought about doing that? No, no, I've definitely thought of it. I just, I, like, why not? If you don't, if you're too scared to call somebody, then go be somebody else and do it. How does this help you overcome? Okay. Well, it doesn't help me. No. Okay. So here's what I do. So I'll go into Julie's office. Okay. And if I, this might be a totally different subject, but this is literally the alter. It's so fun. Because it allows me to be really bitchy when I don't want to be. So Monica asked me to, and she's like, oh, she's. So she can mentally prepare that what I'm about to say is super type A and bitchy. Wait, so that's how you start it? You, you walk in and say. Monica asked me to tell you. Huh. Okay. 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 This is probably weird. It's a little weird. Okay, cool. And, and I'll say Monica asked me to tell you that 
if we could have the file tabs rotate, not all be the same, that would be awesome. It's like the most absurd type A OCD thing that I really want done, but I'm embarrassed to ask. So Monica asks. Okay, so Monica's not bitchy. Monica's like your type A OCD. Yeah, I think of Friends. Monica from Friends. Okay. Okay, so Monica, she's super bitchy. Mm. I call her bitchy, but it's really, it's like ridiculously type A because you know my office is a mess. So when you say Monica told me you're allowed to be fully type A. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's yeah. like giving myself permission to be someone else. All right, what's your second alter ego? It's my super aggressive female girl power. I'm going to stomp on you. And her name is Gail with a Y. <laughs> so... <laughs> My friend Sandy and I, which she's coming up for Moe Anderson, I'm super excited. So when we were at KW in Amarillo, Texas, we decided to come up with these names and they are like our total like names. And she's Rhonda and I'm Gail. Gail. And that it's like my superhuman, you're gonna go do this and like, yeah, it's cool. And you this is what's gonna and it's like my very masculine energy female persona. <laughs> all right guys aj again signing off uh hope you enjoyed this hope you learned something big uh i know that there were a few huge takeaways for me and i will be on instagram all week responding to your comments so please let's get over there and have this conversation offline uh, it makes it so much more fun for us when we can hear your guys' input. We got a lot of input over the last couple of weeks through private messages and all over Facebook and text messages. So please keep that coming in. Again, that's Instagram, at The Messy Empire. Uh, that's where we like to keep this dialogue active. That's also where we get our ideas for the next week's episodes. So go ahead and just jump in the comments section and let us know what you think. Any suggestions for our next episode? Tell us on Instagram at The Messy Empire. Thank you for listening to The Messy Empire with Karen Prawl.